The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Before we roll the audio on this PFT Live podcast, we want you to know that Mike Florio does an afternoon podcast. Why? To catch all the late-breaking news and developing stories in the NFL, of course. So you got to subscribe to PFT PM as well. Go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Art19, or Google Play. Search PFT PM and subscribe. Boom. Done. Thanks for the support. Now, stats. Another hour of the PFT Live podcast. As an offense, as a team, we've been in that situation, you know, multiple times, and, you know, we've answered the bell, and just, it's tough when, you know, that one time, you know, you didn't, and so, but that's what, uh, that's what people remember, it's the world we live in, and you just got to own up to it, and, you know, be a man about it, and so, it'll, uh, like I said before, it'll fuel us in this offseason, fuel me especially in this offseason, just to, uh, you know, come back better. Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers quarterback, at his locker yesterday. Locker clean-out day, the ritual for every team when the season is finally over. You meet with the media, you say a few things, and, you know, he knows what happened. He knows what went wrong, and they did answer the bell from time to time throughout the season. But, you know, that that was the question I had all year long. That's right. What's he going to do in a big spot? Yeah. And we finally saw the biggest possible spot. For, uh, it was third and 10 from the 49 with exactly 100 seconds left in the NFL's 100th season. Emmanuel Sanders was open and he missed him. Yeah. And other guys would have made that throw. And and to me, it's the ultimate litmus test. Championship throw. Just like Jared Goff last year when he had Brandon Cooks wide open, saw him late, threw it wobbly. Jason McCourty came over and made the play to keep Cooks from catching it. That's the, the, that's the test. And we've seen over the years guys make the throw. Terry Bradshaw making the throws sure. in Super Bowl Ten. The cover of Sports Illustrated that I tweeted earlier today. From Super Bowl fourteen, the throw to John Stallworth when the Steelers were down in Super Bowl fourteen to the Rams, right over the outstretched fingertips of the defensive back. That's what you do in those moments, or you don't. It's yeah. pass fail. Some have passed, some have failed. And Garoppolo, until he gets another chance to pass on his permanent record, the most recent grade is F. Chris, yeah, well, I you know, listen, I I don't want to say F, but I understand what you're saying. It's pass fail. 
If you don't pass, what do you do? Well, okay, I get it. You know, I okay. So first off, I I, I really respect Jimmy G. One for the way he's handled this whole situation. I mean, the post game press conference, what we saw yesterday at his locker, all of those things. I mean, he's not he's not shying away from it. He you know he tells you just like we saw in that clip. He gets it. He understands the criticism. You got to be a man about it. Go forward. I love all those answers. I really do. He's a guy again that I think is very easy to root for. Now where I think we get a little swayed with this whole conversation. First off, b- balls being thrown in the air for 40 plus yards, the completion percentage is not very high. It's not. Around the league, it's around 40%, the lower 40%. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, for the year on 40 plus yard throws in the air was 6 for 15. Now, that's the other problem with this is we saw Mahomes deliver on all these throws at the end of the football game, and then we're trying to hold Jimmy Garoppolo to that standard too. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is not Patrick Mahomes. He ain't ever going to be. Patrick Mahomes, like I said yesterday, is in another stratosphere. He's in outer space, and Garoppolo's down here in the United States, right? I mean, that's where he is. That's just a simple fact of the matter. Mahomes, Terry Bradshaw, yeah, those are like super, super talented guys. I mean, Bradshaw was the number one pick of the draft. Mahomes, as we know, was the number one player on some boards. Sean Payton, we know, fancied him. A bunch of other people did too. He's a special, special talent. So it's not even fair to Mahomes or Garoppolo to compare those two. That's, uh, that's Tom Brady was picked number 199. I get it. I mean, I get there's it. plenty of guys who can make that throw I just picked out Terry Bradshaw because I remember those throws from my childhood there are plenty of quarterbacks who have made big time throws in big time spots with championships on the line and Garoppolo had a chance to become yeah, one of them I, and he didn't I know I know but you but yet you, you know you say that and I get it and I go yeah but like okay like you name two in history of the Super Bowl like uh, there, there's not that many that where that the team is down by four and the guy throws the bomb to win the game there's not there's not that many and then I don't like the oh Garoppolo and Shanahan they're not good in the big game you know like I just I don't like, I didn't like, say Shanahan no, I know, I'm talking I'm just, about Garoppolo I know but I because people have said that to me too I go and do radio interviews and they talk about that and like I just want to go well, I mean, damn, I thought the NFC Championship was a big game last time I checked. I mean, you know, that was big. Week 17 in Seattle was big. The game in New Orleans was big. I know it's not the Super Bowl, but they were still big moments where he came through. And I just, I'm just trying to add a little bit of, uh, I guess, what to me, my reality of what I see here. And I think there was some good. Yes, it didn't end the way we wanted it to end, but I think it was more because of the magic of the guy number 15 wearing red and yellow than anything more about me looking at his negatives. And Garoppolo didn't play his best game. I get that. He, he missed some passes and made a few bad decisions down the stretch. He did have some good moments, though, and we yes. have the top five Jimmy G highlights from 2019, his first full season as a starter. He had been starter for part of 2016, part of 2017, part of 2018, 2019 wire to wire. Let's take a look at the top highlights and we will talk through them as best we can for the radio audience. Number five happened in week 12 on a Sunday night. Green Bay was in town. It was 23 to eight at that point. The Packers had scored a touchdown and the okie doke with Kittle going right instead of left and Jimmy G finds him wide open. Kittle scores the touchdown, supplies the dagger. Next one, game-winning touchdown pass against Arizona. A close, exciting game. And, uh, you know, throw was a little high, a little behind, but he oh, got it be there quiet. and he got it touchdown, done. Touchdown, Jimmy was. Garoppolo. It was. 
Week 17, how about this? Uh, a little, he had to wait for a little bit. Could have scored if he'd hit him in stride. I'm just trying to be a jerk. You are a jerk. Uh, Don't worry. Don't this try. This one's on you target. Are. It was a five-yard <laughs> pass to Debo. And you look, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo had his moments. Here's one, third and 16. Remember this Saturday night game yeah. against the Rams? Two third and 16s on the same drive. Right. He gets he gets uh, Kendrick Bourne the first time, and then he's got Emmanuel Sanders. This was a thing of beauty. It was. So, you know, he is. He is capable right. of doing it. He is. And look here. Hey, things break down. He's got to move to his left against the Saints in that epic. Finds a guy in the back of the end zone. It was a fourth down throw to Oh, and then here's the fourth down throw to, to George Kittle. Boom. Right. This was the, the game decider. So Clutch moment. He can do it. He, he can, can do, do it. it. Right. He can do it. I, but he didn't do it in the Super Bowl. No, he didn't do it in the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm not trying to get him an excuse, but I, that's what I want to hear, though. He can do it. And I think that's ultimately what Kyle Shanahan will go back to and go, I, I think this guy can do it. He came through it a lot of times for that football team this year. Yeah, it wasn't his best performance in the Super Bowl. It wasn't. Yeah, he missed a few throws. And, hey, I think that's an area of the game. You know, to you open the segment and you mentioned it. You know, we questioned all year in a big moment or when the run game of the 49ers is not hitting on all cylinders. Can Garoppolo pull them through? You know, more times than not, he did during the year. The Super Bowl, he he let them down to a degree. Uh, I know that. But that's what's amazing to me about football. At football, especially the NFL, at some point, and usually the playoffs, your greatest weakness is going to come to the forefront, and it's going to be, okay, this is your greatest weakness, and the game's being boiled down to it right now. Let's see how much you've improved on that weakness as the year went on, and can that get you over the hump? Like Every team is, I always kind of seems to find their play their kryptonite and whether they can handle it. And, you know, Kansas City, one of their strengths was their nickel and third down defense all year long. One of the weaknesses of the 49ers was, yes, the drop back pass game and maybe some of the inconsistencies throughout the year with the Jimmy Garoppolo questions. And it came to a head in the biggest moment. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense and nickel defense prevailed. He talked yesterday about using what happened in the Super Bowl as fuel to get better. Where would you tell him he needs to improve going into 2020. I've said this a lot during the year and his deep ball throwing is that it's average and they don't throw the ball deep a lot into in general to begin with. That's another thing there. I mean, I think he threw one of the, the least amount of like 40 plus yards uh, passes in football this year. He was towards the bottom of the list on those attempts. And yes, his, his mechanics are not great that way. Mike, think about the game the other night. Every throw we saw was right in between the numbers, right over the middle of the field, right? You heard me say that. Only throws I can think of that were not right down the middle, somewhere in the, you know, 5 to 12-yard range were the Kittle offensive pass interference play and the deep post to Emmanuel Sanders. Everything else was, you know, Kittle over the middle, Debo Samuel over the middle, Emmanuel Sanders. There was one other. There was one other. What was it? The third and five play when he was freaked out about throwing over the middle again because Chris Jones had batted down the second and And the guy was open over the middle again. That was, you know, we showed that yesterday, right? Kittle was open. You're right. So that's there's three throws. That just tells you, one, I don't think he's great at it. Two, I think Shanahan probably realizes it. And three, that's somewhere here where I do do think he can improve uh, in his career here. How about this? Yeah. Let's set aside hashtag Tommy picking up the phone and calling Kyle and saying, I'd like to play for you in 2020. Yeah. Kirk Cousins contract goes through the 2020 season. Yeah. And 
they can't use the transition tag on him next year. That's part of the contract. They won't use the franchise tag because since he was tagged twice in Washington, he'd be entitled to a 44% raise over his cap number for this year. His cap number is $31 million. A 44% raise, I've already done the math, $44.64 million is what his one-year franchise tender would be in 2021. The Vikings aren't going to do that. So unless they extend Kirk Cousins before next March, I know. Kirk and right. Kyle right. can get together. So okay. maybe maybe you give Jimmy one you. more year. Yeah. Maybe you give him one more year. Right. And I- it, and this is it, and it's going to loom over the whole season. Because if Jimmy doesn't get it done this year, bye-bye Jimmy next year. Hello, Kirk. I, I, I'll, I'll entertain this conversation. I like this a little bit more. This is a little more realistic than Tommy calling up Kyle and like that whole thing. I like this one. I think there's, there's some realness to it. You're right. Like, what if Minnesota misses out on the playoffs or maybe gets in the wild card game and loses and the 49ers don't get in next year? What if they're 9-7 and seven or 8-8? Eight and eight? And they kind of have a fall off year, Super Bowl loss. A, no, no, no. Look, we'll know before then. But you're right. The Vikings I'm just are saying, either going to extend him or they're not. It doesn't matter what happens with the Vikings season. Yeah, doesn't matter. He can walk away. He can go wherever he wants. He's Tom Brady next year. He can go no. anywhere he wants. I know. I'm just saying that would be like, yes. Yeah, so let's just say the Vikings get there and have a good year or whatever. Maybe they go to the playoffs. Maybe they just miss out. The 49ers miss out. I, I'm with you. Is what I'm saying is I think Shanahan would think about that. Like, okay, maybe Jimmy G's not the guy. I still love Kirk Cousins and think he can come in here and orchestrate and run my offense better than a Jimmy G. And I would think Kirk Cousins, I think he realizes the greatness of Shanahan at this point. I think he's realized like, damn, playing quarterback for him was easier than anybody else I played with. People were wide open all the time. We just talked about Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball over the middle to wide open guys all year long. That I, I could see happening, Mike. He talked about it last week with us. He did, right. About when he was gonna, a rookie. I was, I was saying the first was game camera, of his rookie camera. year. Right, right. First, well, who cares if it was off camera? Yeah. First game of his rookie year. <laughs> right. Robert Griffin III, rookie quarterback. Kirk Cousins, fourth round rookie backup, and they destroyed the Saints. Right. And, and he said he, he commented He called his teammate, dad, right? No, he called his holy dad. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said to somebody, holy crap, this Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. Right. He couldn't get over it. He just thought like, oh my gosh, the, the game went on and they just, you know, they, they were a well-oiled machine and people were open everywhere and yet that's where you know I constantly hear this from players who play for Kyle receivers and quarterbacks they just go man I've never seen anything like it he always gets me open he knows how to get me the ball I mean it's the one thing over and over you hear about Shanahan from players that play with him because he gives you rhyme and reason to why he's running schemes and plays and you start to understand whoa that's smart that's next level thinking and it you know makes you buy in makes you want to play because you know you're going to get the ball, get stats, and it's going to be exciting football. I always root for a great story. And wouldn't it be a great story if Tom Brady was the quarterback in San Francisco, they trade for Odell Beckham Jr., who they almost traded oh for gosh. last year. And then when he emerges from his suspension, Antonio Brown joins you're the party insane. in Santa it's Clara. four days after Would the Super Bowl. Would that be great? Yeah, it's four hey, days man. after the Super Bowl. And you're already going stir. down to mid-May Florio we theories gotta here. Stir. <laughs> we got to stir, man. We got to talk about this stuff. That's our job. Our job is to get people thinking and talking about <laughs> the possibilities. And the possibilities this year are endless. And I am not ruling out the possibility that Tom Brady is going to pick up that phone and he's going to say, hello, Kyle. This is Tom. Let's do some business 
together. And if it works, I'll get your initials tattooed on my uh, leg. How about that? So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Start it off with break. the Gatorade cups, Florio. That's what that's you do. Right. Start oh, it off. Oh, that's right. The cup. Put it. Hey, roll that whole sleeve. There it oh, is. Oh, there you roll are. There you are. Sleeve in the mud. Oh, Brady, and stick it in Shanahan, there. Shanahan, Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Antonio OBJ. Brown. OBJ. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, Le'Veon Bell too. Oh yeah. Why I'm not him? him? Call Miles we'll, Garrett we'll, too. Tell him to go out there. Well, Le'Veon, they don't need the one thing they don't need is Miles Garrett. Everybody else, yes. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will be with the Jets next season. We'll talk about that next on PFT Live. You want him back as you started back in 2020? He's under contract for three more years. You can ask Joe tomorrow. Do you want him back? You can ask Joe tomorrow. I'm not the personnel. That was Adam Gay's season-ending press conference. Uh, that, that created a start, you know, and it was explained to me that Gase was extra salty because it was Manish Mehta, the New York Daily News, and there's kind of a thing between the two of them. So uh, uh, Gase did get criticized for being a little. Uh, a What's little Manish's new name? Response. What's his name? Manish's new name. What are you talking about? What's his burner account on Twitter? That's, that's not, that's all, that's, that's all unconfirmed. So we're not going to go down that. <laughs> okay. We're not going to go down that path. Uh, something like Ryan or, uh, I, know, I can't I think can't of it because everybody was, was tweeting at him. Thanks for, for the, that was, the name. Yeah. Anytime yes. he would, for a while there, anytime he would tweet something, the response would be whatever, whatever the name was on the, the, what it was supposed to be an Adam Gase burner account. It was made to look like it was a Gase burner account. And there was speculation that Manish actually set it up, but it's all been unconfirmed and uncorroborated and that's water under the, under the bridge. But we still need to determine what's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell in 2020. He believes he's still going to be a jet. He said, everybody's blowing everything out of proportion, water under the bridge. I, maybe I, I didn't mean to use that term twice in 30 seconds. We're fine. We're good. Jets for four more years, unless something drastic changes. Here's the thing though. He acknowledged that they had trade talks. Yeah. Teams like the Texans and the Chiefs and the Packers and the Steelers had contacted the Jets. And the only reason it didn't happen, and he admitted this to me, we interviewed him during the season, that uh, he wasn't willing to adjust his contract. If he'd been willing to adjust his contract, he'd have been traded. So uh, we, we have more time in the offseason, a greater opportunity for teams to to uh, inquire and, and try to work something out where maybe Le'Veon Bell does take less or maybe the Jets pay some of it to unload him. I wouldn't be stunned if he ends up back in Pittsburgh, Chris. I, I You know what? You're right. I think that's the one place I look at and go, I, I could see that happening. And then, yes, you're right. Jets may be paying part of the salary. It's going to have to be something like that. You know, the Jets are backed into a corner here. Yeah, they signed Le'Veon Bell to, you know, a contract that's probably a little too rich. Le'Veon Bell is certainly not going to make an adjustment to his contract no I mean he's he's got all the leverage at least for one more year right I mean I'm looking at his salary uh guaranteed right 13 and a half million guaranteed and if they year. let him go with 17 million dollars in dead money so they're not going to let that happen now I will say this you know, first off I do think Adam Gase still likes Le'Veon Bell you know, I think I think where this went wrong is Adam Gaze has friends in the NFL, and I think they he paid too much. Exactly, paid that's where I was much. going. He realized from people he talked to that they probably paid like four or five million dollars a year more than what Le'Veon was being offered per year, and I don't think that sat well with them. But I also will say I don't think they used Le'Veon Bell to his full capabilities last year either, and that Adam Gaze could certainly continue to expand that offense and maybe ride him a little harder in the run game. Le'Veon Bell is one of those runners where as the game goes on, he gets better and better. 
He's a big human being like Derrick Henry, not as big as Derrick Henry, but a big guy. And I know that's the thing. When I saw him in person on the field, that was the one thing I was taken back by. Yeah, he's got all the quick moves and could do that. But, man, when he wants to run you over, he can run you over. He's got power to his game. And I don't know if he was necessarily put in those positions all year long, let alone, hey, the Jets, you know, they were kind of all over the place as a team to begin with, uh, with Sam Darnold and everything he had to deal with and Mono and all that. Yeah, and you know, uh, um, Pittsburgh's an interesting one, though, Mike. You're you're right. I I do still look at them as maybe being a, a player in this Le'Veon Bell thing. If if the Jets decide they do want to move another direction, and let's say that the Chiefs decide to kick the can for a year and not re-sign Patrick Mahomes until 2021, they were one of the teams. Yeah, that Le'Veon Bell identified as talking to the Jets about a trade. Would that not be something? Talk about the rich getting richer. Sorry, Damian Williams. We've got Le'Veon Bell. And that's one area on the team, all due respect to Damian Williams, that's one area on the team where the Chiefs could try to upgrade because that position hasn't been the same since they dumped Kareem Hunt and they still won a Super Bowl without Hunt. But, uh, Chris, I think whether it's through free agency trade or the draft, you're going to look at the Chiefs trying to upgrade the running back position for 2020. I, I, yeah, I would think you're right there. Yes. Uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy, it's, it's coming to an end. You know, you're not going to depend on him to be a bell cow guy. Damian Williams. Good. Very good. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, but yes, you know, I think they're going to try to continue to look for that guy like they had in Kareem hunt who really, yeah, he was a runner, but you could line Kareem, Kareem Hup, Hunt in, in the slot, right? And he's one of those guys like a Le'Veon Bell. You put him in the slot, and he's really as good as a slot receiver running routes and doing things that way too. And those are tough matchups for defenses and dealing with that and the personnel sets that go along with it. So, uh, yes. And Kansas City, hey, they just won a Super Bowl through their offense. Average defense, great offense. I think they're going to continue to what you're saying, Mike, to make sure that part of their team is great and they can win games with Mahomes and Andy Reid. You can keep Damian Williams to the total compensation package for this year, two point three million. Oh that's my gosh, peanuts that's peanuts. For Damian Williams, right? Keep him, Le'Veon Bell. That's a hell of a one-two punch yeah. if they would decide to go that route. And you know, we've talked about the 49ers upgrading. The Chiefs are going to be looking to upgrade too, but not a quarterback. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. You, I'm a better sport? swimmer than you. Mm, he's stand up. He's got swimmer's body. Look, look at this body. Nothing about this screams. Get the booty. Nothing He's about got that. tiny Get ass. That helps, actually. You said I looked good yesterday. Uh, it was a lie. Oh, That's, God. It. That's <laughs> what you say to people when you first see them. You're like, oh, time. you look good, man. <laughs> I do think the upside-down triangle body helps swimming, though. I could be you're not, swimming. You're not, you're not, you're not a swimmer. I don't have to be a swimmer. Look at you. You're an anchor. <laughs> oh, Jay Cutler giving the business to Big Cat. Big Cat will be back tomorrow. We may need to have Cutler call in and give him a little business. He likes to give it to me. That was from Pardon My Take, Super Bowl week edition. Uh, so, Jay Cutler. And remember, he had a job with Fox. He went to play for the Dolphins after Ryan Tannehill's ACL went kaflooey in 2017. And then we never heard anything more about Jay Cutler potentially entering the booth, Chris. But, but, now, apparently... There is interest in Jay Cutler. There are options out there, CBS among others, potentially interested in Cutler joining the broadcast booth. So let's have some fun today for a draft. Let's draft the guys we'd like to see in the booth. It can be anyone. It can be everyone. It could be Jay Cutler. It could be anybody else. And Chris, I'm giving you the trivia question to determine whether or not you get the first pick. Jay Cutler is the Bears career leader in passing yards and touchdowns 
but he does not hold the single season record for either of those categories, passing yards or touchdowns. Which Bears quarterback has the single season record for TD passes and passing yards? And if you get this one right, you get the first pick in the next 20 drafts. So this is the same guy that's got the passing yards and touchdowns for the for a single season. You're saying right? single season, man. I know. So this is going to be a tough one here. Oh man. I want to, I, I feel like I know this too. I, it's, I, I don't want to say Jim, Jim. I, I, I'm going to say Jim Miller. <clears throat> is it Kramer? Eric Kramer. Oh Eric no. Kramer. Eric I was going to guess Eric Kramer and I chickened out. Damn it. All right. Uh, well, too bad. And you could have had the next 20 first picks, but it's not. Damn to be. it. I'm going, I'm going uh, everybody's pick to be in the booth. It has to be Peyton Manning. We can't wait for Peyton Manning to call games. I think he will be great. He's been in the booth before. He was in with Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels at one point. And, and I love listening to the guy. He's got a great way of speaking. He's he's very informed on everything that's going on in the NFL. He'd have to do minimal prep. He would know anything and everything that's happening in the NFL at any given moment. He'd be ready to go. It's kind of like how we are. Like People ask me, when do you prep? I, I don't. We live it. I, I, we, don't we have live to prep. it every right. day. It's we like, don't have yes. to prep. Right. Ask me about this team. I'll tell you what you need to know. Ask me about that team. I'll tell you what you need to know. Right. That's what Peyton Manning would be, and he would be awesome. Uh, and, and I just feel like it's a matter of time before somebody makes him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, I I, I hear that. I I certainly would enjoy it. I do. I mean, I mean, think Peyton's like the the funniest football player actor we have seen uh, to this point in the commercials and everything he does. He's amazing. He's got a great way about him that way, and I would too. Yeah, smart, funny, you know, charismatic has all of that. Um, I think I got to go with Marshawn Lynch, though, as my first pick. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, I'd love to hear watch a game and hear Marshawn diagnose a play and, you know, tell me, hey, a defense didn't get their chickens right here, and that's the issue, and hey, boss man, and I'm here just to not get fined. I mean, just all the little tidbits there. I mean, for pure entertainment, I can listen to Marshawn Lynch just about talk about anything. I mean, he's just hilarious. He's got a unique way about him and also a silliness, but a wiseness about him too, to where, yeah, you like when he's silly, but when he says something wise, you're like, eh, I didn't know exactly what it meant, but now that I've figured it out what it meant and you know, it, it makes sense. That's smart. That's, that's, that's wisdom right there. So yeah, if we're going to have fun, I'm going with beast mode as my TV announcer. That would be fun. That would be fun. And you would need to have somebody on the dump button constantly with Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yes, now, you would. <laughs> with, with, with my next pick, you would not need to have someone on the dump button because the worst he's ever going to say is shucks and oh gosh and golly, and that's Philip Rivers. And I think Philip Rivers would be awesome because he has a passion for the game that isn't going to go away. Yeah. And I think that passion would come through. It would be like hanging out with your friend who really is really, really, really into football and, and it's infectious, and it makes you more into it. I think Philip Rivers would be great. And we've never really had that conversation before about Philip Rivers. And, I look, I don't think it's a no-brainer he's going to play this year. I get the impression yesterday Peter King believes he will be in high demand. I'm not so sure about that. I, I, uh, I think that when his career is over, if he wants to get into 
into broadcasting, he will be awesome, and I hope he does it. Well, great personality, got fire, right? Like, that's like where I think, you know, we would see him as an announcer get emotionally invested in certain parts of a game and things like that. That's where I think it would be amazing. Hey, how about the production meetings? He would go in there, and he would tell those other guys what's what and how it is, and he would do it very bluntly and matter-of-factly, and there may be some fights. I I think he'd probably talk crap to his announcer during the game just like he does as a quarterback. He'd be talking talking crap to whoever's next to him, you know, having fun that way. He, I, I agree. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Villa Rivers. Hey, let me, let me tell you a quick yeah, story. Let me yeah. tell you a quick story. One of the reasons why Matt Millen was hired by the lions to be the GM was because when he would come in to do production meetings, he would have this spiel as to what teams need to do to get better. And the lions bought it. But at one point, I was told when Jim Hazlitt was the head coach of the Saints, Millen went in and tried to do that stuff, and Hazlitt wanted to beat the crap out of him. So, uh, yeah, put a camera in the production meetings if Phillip Rivers is on the team because it could get interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, it could get interesting. And, you know, if you think you're going to beat your, the crap out of Phillip Rivers, you, you better be a big, strong man because uh, I don't think he's going to back down from a whole lot. All right, I mean, how could I not want some Gronk in the TV booth? I mean, I don't, I I don't. Oh, what? I I want Gronk in. I I love Gronk, but you can OD on Gronk very easily. There is such a thing as too much Gronk and Gronk for three hours. Dare you too much? How dare you? How dare I dare? (laughs) I dare you. I dare you to sit through three hours of that. Oh, hey, that's a good that's play. Gonna be great. No, it's not going like, to work. Hey, hey, Tom threw the ball. The guy was open. And, you know, I mean, hey, Tom throws a nice ball when the guy's open. Like, I would love hey, it. I'll and just he'd say be circling this. I'll people just say this. Boom, boom. And he blocked him. And oh, it was no. really cool. You, you, know, you, know how, you know how sometimes when they're doing the telestrator, they accidentally draw something. Oh, that he'll draw some suggestion. He do it on purpose. No doubt. He do it on purpose. No doubt. They better have the, the dumb button game, for the telestrator. You You're right. Something. Let me tell you something. Right. If the drinking game was drink every time he says awesome, the emergency rooms throughout the country would be full by halftime. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He I loves don't that. want Gronk. I love Gronk. I don't want to listen to him for three hours. Well, maybe that's what we should do. Like maybe Gronk should be on there while he's playing a drinking game. That's I think kind of fun. Like, I, all right, Gronk. You know, every time hey, you hey. say awesome, you have to chug a beer, Gronk. <laughs> Gronk would be perfect in the old Tony Siragusa role where you're not really a sideline reporter. You're just down there on the field in a fur coat with a microphone chiming in from time to time. I could deal with Gronk in that capacity, but not as as a full member of the booth where you have to hear the wit and wisdom of Gronk for three, four hours every week. Well, as we've talked about, he's going to be the next Terminator anyways. He's got those lines down. He'll be all over it. Well, there's only 14 lines. Remember, we did that. Yeah. 14 lines. That's all you need. Right. If, you're, if they're going to reboot the original right. and do the same script, and you're going to be Schwarzenegger, 14, 14 lines is all you need, including yes, That's no, amazing. I mean, what did what he, he made doing? like a million dollars per word. I mean, this is unreal. All right, here's my last one. And I'm going to kiss some ass on this one. I'm going to try. I'm going to be Eddie Haskell on this one, but I mean it. You know who I want in the booth? I don't know. You know, know who I want? Back in the booth, back in the booth. I want the big effort back in the booth. I want Phil Sims back in the booth because I feel like I know him now from dealing with you all the time and hearing all the stories and getting together with him at the Super Bowl. I'd have a new appreciation for Phil Sims in the booth. I want him back 
in the booth. I, hey, I, I'm all for that. I bet you my, my mom is probably all for that too. She's probably like, yeah, get him out of town for 17 weeks a year. I could use a little break for him. Uh, well, we know dad. I want to love- see him doing more chin-ups well, or wait. pull-ups or whatever that was. I, Holy crap. Hey, was that impressive? I mean, the big effort doing 20 straight pull-ups at the age of 64 I got to give Big Phil some credit there. I mean, it's not the greatest look, as you can see, with his shirt untucked there. But for him to do 20 pull-ups at the age of 64 – and, you know, Big Phil, I'm, I'm guessing he's tipping the scales around 245, anywhere between 245 and 250 right now. So for him to be able to do that, uh, it was fun. Anybody needs to check that out. That's what dad talked about it all year. They finally, finally put the, the test to him, Ray Lewis and Brandon Marshall and Michael Irvin, whether he could do 20 in one sitting. And he got to 15 installed, but gutted out five of them and they got it done somehow. You could see in the last few, he was determined. If you're watching on TV, look at him now. I'm getting these last five if it kills me, and it yeah. almost did. Here he goes. He, he took a little rest, took a little rest break, a little vacation, and uh, got him out, got the last three. Could you do 20? I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm really good at pull-ups, but I haven't done Like, we used to do these kind of competitions, me and my father, where we would do, like, all right, three sets, how many you can do in three sets, total number, and we would go at it and do stuff like that. And we'd have so much fun because we'd be laughing as we're doing it because we'd be talking mess. But I know my dad, and my dad lives for that right there, and he lives to prove, like, the defensive guy, like a guy like Ray Lewis to go, like, look, Ray, you know, I could have probably been a linebacker, too, if I wanted to. You know, he lives for that. All right. I'm going back to the well on something you picked, but I'm one-upping your pick. I, you know, I want Peyton, but I want Peyton and Eli together. I want Peyton and Eli. That is what solidifies me winning the draft right here because that t- together, that combo, as we've seen in some of their commercials together, you know, even what I saw with some of their things they did for EA Sports at the Super Bowl this past week. I mean, they're just funny together. They really are. And and Eli is so much funnier than I think people realize and a jokester and a prankster. And I think those two together would be great chemistry. And we'd learn a lot of football. And we'd learn a lot of personal, probably funny stories about both of them, too. And then have some good moments. Yeah, you know, that... I, I... I, I actually like that, although I don't think any network could afford no, both of them. No, that's the problem. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. the problem. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but I think it would be great to have both of them together. We, we've seen the, the Tiki and Rondé Barber together. Uh, I, I think Peyton and Eli would be awesome because they would be giving each other a hard time, and there may be some noogies exchanged during the during the broadcast right. uh, when they cut to the booth some, maybe you see a headlock a some wet half willies. nelson or a full right. nelson yeah. a little wet willy right. you right. know the, the story about the, the, this is one of the all-time great stories and then we got to take a break Peyton used to hold Eli down and wrap his knuckles on his chest and make Eli recite all the teams in the NFL, all the quarterbacks in the SEC, and finally had to start reciting brands of cigarettes. And that's when Eli said, I don't know. I don't smoke. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Peyton was big big brother and Eli was little brother and we know how that goes. All right. Uh, This is a good selection. I think we've done well. I've got Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Sims. You've got Marshawn Lynch, Rob Gronkowski, and Peyton and Eli Manning. And uh, uh, I like my selection much better than yours. We're going to take a break. When we return, what you'll be talking about today, including Travis Kelsey throwing some shade at his former teammate, D Ford. More PFT Live right after this. 
can whoop ass on everybody. 24 nothing. I ain't trying to hear it. Dale 10. I ain't trying to hear it. Fourth quarter, six and whatever left on the clock. Down 10. We got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, baby. How about Sammy Watkins? How about Damian Williams? How about my dog, 5-5, and he ain't on sides? Uh, Travis Kelsey throwing some shade at D Ford while praising Frank Clark 5-5 and he ain't offside. Bleepity bleep 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 Frank Clark. That's Travis Kelsey yesterday. I have a feeling Travis Kelsey was enjoying a few legal beverages throughout the course of the parade as manifested by. You can always tell when there's that you that conscious effort to enunciate, right? That's when they're right on that edge. Not a full-blown slur, but they're working hard to make sure that they get the words out. That's where that's the 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 area Travis Kelsey occupied yesterday. But hey, yeah. have some fun. Right. It was a great day for Kansas City, great day for the Chiefs. Uh and and there, there there were minimal, when you consider how many people were out there, minimal incidents. Five total detentions, only two actual arrests. Well done. One guy was arrested on a horse. What do you mean? He was on a horse or like the guy? He was on a horse. Really? He was on the horse. He was arrested on a horse. Are you sure about that? Or you just mean a policeman was on a horse and arrested somebody? Arrested on a horse. So somebody went downtown and was like, hey, honey, I'm going to the parade. Oh, yeah. Okay. How you getting there? Don't drink and drive. No, don't worry. I'm riding my horse there. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. He he got arrested on a horse. And then there was a guy in a tree who and his butt was hanging out. If you've seen that on I social media, that. We, will, we will not be playing Crack that kills uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, he fell out of the tree and got arrested. Uh, there was also a clip that, that we, we, we don't have to show you, but, but you'll see it on social media today. Patrick Mahomes threw a pass to the crowd oh, and a, a guy one. ran right into a parking meter and he was blindsided, flattened. decked, just right yes. into it. Unbelievable. Did not see that coming. They will now name that parking meter Jack Tatum, I think. But uh, uh, that was something else. But And here's the other thing, too. And I mentioned this earlier, and I didn't know what account it came from. It came from a, a verified account with a blue check mark side-by-side side of the Royals celebration when they won the World Series in 2015 and the Chiefs celebration. And it looks like the difference between a couple of presidential inaugurations with the bigger crowd being the Royals crowd. Is that right? Kind of a surprise. Wow. I I did not see that. And I did not expect you to just say that right there. I'm I'm actually shocked by that. I mean, 50 years and it just seems like Kansas City, the Chiefs are, you know, we've been there before, right? They certainly seem like the number one show in town. Uh, I'm I'm actually shocked to hear that. I, I can't better believe weather, that. better right. weather in October, November time frame. I think that's part of it. And I also think the Royals championship, not that I follow baseball that closely. I think it was much more unexpected and it was a much greater journey because they, they weren't one of the teams that you would put on the list of potential champs. The, the Chiefs fans knew that this was they had a possible. So right. I, I think that even though the jubilation uh, after 50 years unmatched, um, I think the Royals thing may be a little bit of a bigger deal. Uh, Andy Reid made it clear that 
next year they're going to have another parade. And he went there, right? Really for the first time since Pat Riley guaranteed back-to-back right, wins and right. then started talking about three-peat for the Lakers back in the 80s. Uh, it was a surprise. You expect a player to say something like that? A surprise to hear a coach say that, Chris. I mean, didn't even like stutter or, you know, stall or anything. He came right out with it. Uh, you know, I, hey, listen, I think it's cool. I get it. You know, he's he's happy. They got confidence. They realized they got a lot of their core players all back. You know, they don't have a ton of free agency problems. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Chris Jones. You know, Damian, uh, Chris Jones, who else? I'm missing one other guy there that's, that's important. But uh, I think there's a lot of things to be positive well, about. Sammy Watkins, are they going to pay him $13 million plus in salary? They got to right. figure that out. Right. Right. Um, they're going to have to uh, potentially upgrade the running back position. We talked about that earlier with Le'Veon Bell in play and the Chiefs, one of the teams that inquired about trading for him. That's an yeah, issue. Bashaw Other Breland. free agents who had an interception and another big play, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Chris Jones. Patrick Mahomes isn't really going to be a 2021 free agent because they have the fifth-year option, and he's never going to be a free agent. No. He's never leaving. The question is how much are they going to pay him and uh, – uh, how how much of an extension are we talking about by way of years? He'll never leave the Chiefs. Although, who knows? We can't say that. We're on the brink of Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Brett Favre left the Packers. Peyton Manning left the Colts. John Unitas left the Colts. Uh, and and uh, uh, Joe Namath left the Jets. So we, we, that, yeah, 15, but we know he's not leaving years down the road. Yeah, exactly. And that, nowhere not in the next seven soon. or eight years. There's no way he'll be in Kansas City. And hey, that list to the right with guys that they got signed up for two plus years. That's a pretty strong list. And like you said, Mahomes isn't really ever going to become a free agent. The next thing is Chris Jones, because I would think Chris Jones is going to be he's going to be able to command top defensive player dollar type money there, and that's going to be hard to balance. His his sheet with uh, Mahomes' sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for this Thursday. Chris, enjoy the long weekend. Big Cat tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. See you See Friday. Ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.